Hello, I'm Laura Ludwig, and you're listening to Ace Space. An ace service from Veloz. Champagne volleyball of it, 2 points away. Hello there and welcome to the A-Space. We are back again with another episode of the World's Best Volleyballers. We are just having an absolute treat of superstars and we have another one for you this week. My name is Louis Lett. I am here as today's host on other occasions. We've got the great Dave Rogers and we are joined by our producers from the CEV, Matt Rogers or Daniel Meanerly. Today we're joined from Luxembourg, which is very close to the CEV office from Dan. Dan, welcome back. Louis, great to be back. How are you doing? Really well, thanks, man. I had a really good week and I'm really psyched for our third and final episode with our great guest. Just so you guys know, these uh, episodes are being recorded remotely due to the current situation. England, Germany, Luxembourg, the world, wherever, we can make sure these podcasts come to you. And we're releasing these uh, alternately with our unscripted and debate series, which will come out every Friday. Right, it's time to welcome back our guest. I'm feeling quite sad that we can't do this every week, but I'm sure for our guests, she's feeling quite relieved that this could be the last one. Um, we have had a great no. time. We have had a great time so far talking to Olympic gold medalist, world champion, four-time European champion, 12 individual awards, three-time Olympian, going for the fourth time, most entertaining volleyball player voted for in 2019. You name it, she's won it. She's won more medals than I've had hot dinners Laura Ludwig, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hello, good. I'm really good. Thank you. And I, I'm, I really like talking to you. So it, I will be also sad not having this anymore. <laughs> yeah, in, in, until the season starts again. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's all good. Dan, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, Louis. Good, Louis. Excellent. Well, today we are talking about your early years. Um, oh. We are going down memory lane um, for you, Lara. And... How did it start for you and why beach volleyball? I mean, we're all here for a reason. We all love the sport, but it's a weird sport to get into. It's not the, the average sport. So how did you get into it? <laughs> yeah, um, like, first of all, I did a lot of sport. Um, but like, I think with the, in the age of eight years, um, I started with indoor volleyball. And actually, my mom saw like kind of a casting practice um, where, with the coach um, and saying, yeah, Laura, go there. Volleyball looks good, looks um, elegant and uh, looks like a nice sport. So go there and have a look. And I was uh, in practice and um, yeah, it was just from the beginning on the a cool atmosphere. We did a lot of playing stuff, not volleyball straight away, but um, I just like being with other girls, um, having like, a, um, I think we started with two sessions maybe in, in a week and it was cool to have practice after school together and um, yeah like running a lot play running after a ball a lot and being tired in the end I think my parents were also really happy that I was always coming tired at um, home so I could fall asleep easy um, yeah and um, then I was playing there was Köpenicke SC I started that was my hometown or my home um, club for 10 years and then I left Berlin, going to Leverkusen, that's in the west of Germany. And I finished there my school and played there um, first, or as the Bundesliga, first um, Bundesliga, to play yeah, volleyball. 
And there I met Sarah Gola, my first beach volleyball partner. And she kind of decided, let's go to beach volleyball and only beach volleyball, play beach volleyball and um, don't look back for volleyball. Um, that's just the time to start beach volleyball. And I was following her and I'm happy that I followed her. <laughs> wow, so it's very much her, it's very much her lead. Yes, I mean, we played both beach volleyball in, in summer because we didn't have the um, league or the no, uh, yeah, we own our seasons or our indoor seasons only in winter, obviously. And um, it was always fun playing beach volleyball. I played also some under 18 um, European Championship and World Champ, uh, Championship, um, I'm, like I'm, out of out of kind of nothing before I was just playing for fun, seriously. And then some, a coach said, yeah, let's come and play. And uh, I won the World Champs, the under 18 in, uh, World Champs in Thailand with Jana Köhler was my partner there. And um, yeah, and I thought it was quite fun winning. <laughs> I don't believe you. you what? Got, I'm playing for fun. Actually, yeah. see, no, really, I was. And I'm going to go and win a world, a world <laughs> champion. No, it was also my first travel, my first ever travel, and my first ever flight, actually. Um, going to thailand yeah that was the first time i think i was 17 there and so it was more um, excitement about the travel and about thailand uh, seeing new country new people different stuff and yeah we were playing and it was really really hot and we weren't allowed to eat everything because our coach was afraid that we get sick like in thailand you uh, know sometimes you get some uh, stomach problems so we were just eating rice pineapple and i think drinking water nothing else and um yeah and we came through it with it <laughs> so it was really a nice adventure i would say no pad thai no green no pot. exactly N not the good stuff we were just in between hotel and courts nothing else but i loved it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Much different. Uh, who, who was who was the lara ludwig back then and how has she changed Ah, a lot, a lot. Um, like I was really, I loved playing. Um, I loved um, the competition, but I never loved practice. I really like, I liked going to practice, but um, I didn't like when a coach said, no, you're not doing this right. You have to do it like this. And uh, I was already not listening and rolling my eyes. <laughs> Morph is already looking over to me and saying, yep. <laughs> like yeah that's exactly her <laughs> but um, I think when I was young I was really not um, an easy player but um, yeah I think I, I had talent but um, with the ball and also I liked winning but I wasn't really good with um, yeah developing because I thought what I did is good enough and I can play and sometimes I win and sometimes I lose and it's, it's when the others are better then they're better what can I do yeah, so I had definitely to change this. Otherwise, you would never go to the top. Um, so, and there was one point where I was, uh, I had the feeling I really want to be at the top and I want to only win and um, I want to be the first with my team. And um, so, yeah, there was, a, um, where there was a time there was, I guess it was after London 2012, where, was, where the biggest change happened. Uh, like before, there was definitely changes already. But I think the biggest switch was then when, when I said it already in the first podcast, I think that was um, the time when I saw Jonas and Julius winning the gold medal. I was like, I want this as well. So they were in this point, definitely my idols. Yeah, I was going to say, who, who was your inspiration? Julius Brink. 
<laughs> uh, well, he's definitely different on the court. And, yeah, but I think um, I have to say, Jonas and Julius as a team, they were really um, definitely my German idols. Um, or my, my, um, the team where I was watching and thought, like, how can they do it? They're always in the most important situations or points that they always make the points and um, go to the lead. Or even when they are behind, they know exactly what to do and they don't do mistakes or not a lot of mistakes, actually, and um, uh, win in the end. So it, it against better teams sometimes, and like in the beginning, you, um, I mean, later on, they were the better team, but... Uh, I was really impressed in the way they are um, they are on court, like the attitude also on court. Kind of, uh, I don't know how to uh, if you say attitude, but the yeah, the self confident in everything they do. So, and this is what I wanted to learn as well. Even with Olympics, like it wasn't a fairy tale ride because of the injuries they had. So it made their for me it made their Olympic um, gold medal like fascinating because of the injury Definitely. problems they had and yes. the disruption preparation to come out and go win the olympics was an unbelievable achievement so huge yeah that's um exactly what you say like on the um they didn't play also a lot of tournaments before it was um on the important events like also with the world champs when they won in 2009 in starwanger or also in rome i think they got the third even or i, I not uh, i don't know but they were not on top but they still were good but they also had all the injuries but uh, went through it also without practicing so much because they uh, developed routines ideal technique um yeah and uh, know how to handle each other on court how to support um, on court and this is yeah a big thing from this i mean we are a team of only two players and um, this is sometimes it can be really hard yeah i always remember the little book in timeouts. <laughs> yeah, Julius would look into a book in the timeout. Actually, it is sometimes we have so many things, especially for him. He has lots in his head. He has lots of thoughts in his head. Sometimes also, I think this is also the focus is going away because maybe he's seeing something and then it's like, whoop, I'm gone off the court. So that's why this probably. I never thought guy like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you never were? Yeah, that, that's the. That's, that's my show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's difficult, like, um, having focus and not, um, like, um, yeah, looking around. And uh, maybe this is more interesting than uh, having so much input from coach and from yourself and from partner, having this all in your head. It's really, it's a smart thing doing this book thing. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. Just keeping, uh, yeah. keeping the stream. Oh. I need to maybe do that. That, that would definitely <laughs> <laughs> don't you do this sometimes like sometimes i have yeah, so many th thoughts like in the evening that i can't go um, go to sleep because my thoughts are turning and turning to have so many questions and uh, then i just have to write it down so i, I can sleep this is kind of the same <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, i have i have a to-do list every day yes um, exactly this is why i have to tick it off otherwise i i fail the day and i don't like that so i Good yeah, to that's, hear that's that you way. also have this. <laughs> yeah, that's my way of like just keeping like streamlining my focus yeah. and trying to. Um, you ever wake up yeah. in the morning and uh, read what you wrote and you're like, well, what were these thoughts I was having? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, actually, I'm not reading what I wrote because then when I wrote it down, it is it stuck in my okay. head. When I don't write it down, then it's not in my head. It's crazy. It's a it's Imagine. a cycle. It's a circle. 
the memoirs. Exactly. Richard memoirs. In, in 10 years' time, you can release your, your memoirs. Um, I think, what would you say, um, you're an inspiration, right? So, for sure, you, you are an inspiration to so many. I, I run a club here in London, and everyone talks about you. Um, like, oh. Oh. Uh, oh, no, for, for sure. So, for young athletes, they compare them, they, they will look up to you, but they will find it very difficult to compare themselves with you because the level of athleticism that, that you're at and the level that you play at. What advice would you give to them to, to try and bridge bridge the gap? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think first of all, I would say always the two words, patience and trust, like what I said also already in the um, um, last um, talks with you. This is what I learned over the years. This is the biggest thing you can um, always develop, um, patience and trust. But uh, what I also would say is um, routines, um, getting into routines like mental wise and also um, beat volleyball wise, like um, like also in the warm up, for example, um, the warm up is already a big um, part of the practice. It's not only a warm up; it's already the start of uh, um, practice and seeing every practice as hundred percent. Even you can you can't bring your 100%. Maybe there's one day where you don't feel good. I mean, everybody has this, even in the office or when you um, just go running, sometimes you just don't feel like it. So, but maybe you can just only bring your 60%, but this are your 100% then. So this is really important for actually always getting better. And um, I was also in the use for me. Um, I didn't like practicing, but now I know every practice can be um, the one like helping to improve or getting better in every part like in technique and athletic and in the gym or even yeah um even mental wise it can always uh, bring you further so um yeah this is like patience trust um always a hundred percent which you have in this day and actually also another point is uh, routines what i said is routines is important and um also um practicing conscious like really conscious not just doing it being really there with your head this is really important as well yeah I'd like bottle it up and sell it yeah it's, it's so <laughs> um, Good stuff. I, I i feel like it just sounds like you you compete with yourself and you're really reflective and that's yeah uh, but that's also what i um, had to learn like i was not always reflecting and like um, and when i was young i was just practicing and going away and doing some other stuff and when i played i was just playing if i went uh, uh, i won or lost and going away we had some meetings after that i was there with my body but not really with my head i have to say it was really i have to say it was not always the easiest um uh, coaching me but um, I really had to learn that every talk you have, um, every practice you have, every, um, yeah, thinking about which verbal makes you better and it's developing you. Also personally wise, actually. The, I think there's also for the character, um, it's helping uh, you out through uh, life and um, yeah, it's definitely developing you also, also as a person. I mean, you have also, you always have the communication, the relationship is also there within sport and um, 
um, yeah, the reflecting with yourself, uh, the challenging yourself, challenging also others, like how, learn how to lead or how to be, um, um, yeah, stand for your opinions. So, so many things which you can learn in sport and practice. To say, well, I think it's, you know, anyone can go hard and practice 100% for one practice or two practices. Yeah. But doing it every day for 15, 20 year career, that's what I think really separates definitely it's like it was um um, funny like i i can't remember which um, player it was but it was a german player i think it was okarao she said once what i always uh, like she liked practice but she always hated it warming up and when i was young i was like what this is the easiest part because you just um, sit there and talk a little bit and warm up but now i know what she meant it's like always because like when you're getting older you always have to prepare for your practice and especially when you get older (laughs) Sometimes getting, it hurts. It hurts. Getting tougher. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Hurt. Sometimes really, um, like also in the mornings, especially now, also as a mom, sometimes the nights are not the perfect nights. You're not sleeping through eight hours because you have uh, you have been awake one or two times uh, in the night or not sleeping all through. And then sometimes in the morning you're like, oh, I really don't want to get up. I'm I, I can stay stay in in bed whole day uh, also without being a mama there are sometimes days on mornings like this but actually when you want to develop you know how to do it you um, prepare for it you stand two or three hours before the practice uh, you get up have your breakfast um, early enough so that you're not um, in the right practice uh, breakfast and it's like all those routines to have the perfect practice then so um yeah, then you just go through it because you know you want to be better. And I will, I'm always looking forward to go to practice because I know I can go and can and become better then. Experience shining through. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Food, I imagine, apart from your glass of wine and bit of chocolate, your food is pretty good. Uh, what second your food choices are pretty good apart from the other food choices yeah i mean um, sometimes it has to be wine and chocolate to just also enjoy life (laughs) after yeah after the run it's today craft beer and chocolate day for me (laughs) (laughs) oh craft beer perfect after run um yeah but um yeah it definitely has to be also you have and when I was younger, I was also not looking after my nutrition, but I know um, now after a lot of years looking a little bit after my nutrition that it helps so much. You said um, earlier on, it's something obviously I said in, in, in a previous episode that I spoke to Craig Susu um, in preparation to this. And he, he just mirrored the fact that he saw like a complete leadership change in you throughout that process of working together where you were like at the end of that, that process of, uh, yeah, ready to become the leader that you yes um, he helped me through this a lot he helped me i remember actually he gave me a book um i can't remember what it called but it was also in english and he at that point my english was also not the best mm-hmm. and um he was giving it to me and said like you have to go through this because it's about meetings because i was also not a fan about meetings talking about um plans and reflecting and goals and that was always hard thinking for me uh, and um, I went through it and um, I liked it and I liked uh, uh, what they said in the book and I understood it and so that was kind of the first start of um, knowing what it actually means to be a team and to ha- be on the same page so he definitely was the one uh, who showed me a little bit what it means to have meetings yeah 
amazing. They're, you're still an absolute legend as you are in world volleyball, but in New Zealand, they love you out yeah. from your time. <laughs> I love New Zealand as well and the people. They're amazing. I like we always if you could we uh, would move to New Zealand, but it's yeah, it's just so far away. I don't want to leave my parents. <laughs> Yeah, I I was there um in February, March. Oh nice, really? Yeah, covering the covering the Continental Cup there. So I managed oh, to go there for some nice. time. I'm amazing. jealous. And they were saying that, that they're so proud about you wearing the necklace. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and it broke. I need a new one. It broke. I oh, did uh, I had it, yes. Let's reach it out. Was, yeah, that would be perfect. If a Kiwi is listening, I need this necklace again. I really, um, I got it obviously from Morph. He um, gave it to me as a present because the jade you always um, can only get um, as a present. Otherwise, it's not working. The I believe in it. But um, yeah, now it's broken. They, they, they absolutely loved it. And they, yeah. Yeah, they took a lot of pride in it, which is it's great. Okay, a few more questions. I'm ready. This is a question from somebody in the community that I said I was interviewing you and I just was like, anyone got anything to ask? The, the Laura 10 years ago and Laura now, do you feel that you fit the sport better or the sport fits you better? So the way that I read that would be the game is progressing quickly in certain ways physically. And yeah, sort yeah, of those elements cool. of the sport, the rule challenges, uh, yeah. changes and things like that. Do you feel that, that you're fitting that or do you think it's... I think it both ways actually it's like both ways I think I'm um, my my body and my mentality and also maybe because of my family they loved sport and ball sport with ball that I am um, I'm kind of born for it or I chose the right sport and um, then it's actually also with all the years with different partners with different coaches um, that we definitely also developed something different um, to develop actually beach volleyball so it's normally everybody's always looking after Americans and, um, and Brazilians to how they play how they practice but um, later like now I think that started also how are the Europeans are doing it how are the Germans are doing it because um, like the men's won the gold medal now, we us we won the gold medal, so it's a little bit different mentality, and some are looking also after this. So it's really interesting how, yeah, um, the beach volleyball in general is um, 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 changed. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that feeds that feeds actually a question I wrote here. Um, becoming like the best in Europe is one thing, like at the time that you that you achieved it, but actually in the women's game especially, like Brazil, the USA like toppling those was is a, is a different challenge like what got you there like the, mm. the culture of european beach volleyball wasn't to the same the same level as no yeah like, i think it's really um because of culture and mentality it's really you can't compare it um, we had like um, uh, our coaches um, then with the philosophy um, were a little bit like we have to go a different way. We're not the playing persons. We don't have it in our blood like the Brazilians and the Americans. They're kind of, they grew up with this. They have their nets at the beach. They just go with young age there and just play, play, play. So they really, they're the best in playing skills. They know the, um, the game and they know how to, um, yeah, be cheeky on court and um, yeah, yeah being just the, the best and have a good mentality about um, also showing we are the best so and i think the europeans now um, go a little bit uh, a different way of um, 
uh, going to the ideal technique, the ideal athletic look, um, having the prior priorities a little bit more on that to have those skills automatic in the game to uh, win as well, to not think about those skills um, which they develop in practice. So I think, and also mental wise, the Europeans got very, um, um, or it uh, developed a lot, being more um, strong, aggressive, and um, like focus on, on their self, not being so afraid about the Americans and Brazilians. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that got us um, um, through the last years, um, also winning against them, yeah. Yeah, I have nothing else to add on that. <laughs> yeah, like the, I, I believe it, the, the science of it all and and everything combined. Yeah, just, it's really cool because yeah. I have never been thinking before like this uh, of it. But the coaches came with this. Like, as, uh, obviously, in the beginning was Jürgen and um, an, an older coach Hans, and um, but now a lot of coaches are talking about like cultures and mentality and like what we have. We can't look always on them because we can't. Um, copy them they're different that means different I mean this sounds a little bit big but um, they're yeah they they grow up different in a different system as well and um, with us it's a little bit um, uh, yeah different and then we have to go a different way what I find fascinating about sport is cultures environments yes and, totally and it's making so much yeah. point. I think that's why yes because yeah. I just find yeah. it fascinating how it is how, how you become you and how I become me and how that yes. and everyone has a different path and yes and the surrounding the support the um yeah the pers personalities are also really important so and personalities getting out of the education the culture the mentality out of the country so yeah uh, also in, in in Germany between east and west it's definitely different mentalities still yeah. <laughs> for, for sure <laughs> For sure. Um, what do you think you would be if you wasn't a beach volleyballer? Oh gosh, I don't know because I really like that was always what I did, and I have no idea what I would do. I think I would be. Oh, I think yeah. I'm. I love being with people, and um, now especially uh, now also with kids. So I definitely would do something with people and kids, but I have no idea what. Uh, I like one time, I don't know if I said it also here in the last talk, but um, a waitress, I, I always, I'm impressed by the waiters uh, or waitress, how they connect with people and always um, enjoy seeing them, serve them and um, like having, yeah, always the same people again, because you're so good at your job. Um, you make them happy when they come, they eat. And um, so sometimes I, I would like to be a waitress. <laughs> Yeah, but you definitely have it's about those, food yeah. service being with people and talking so yeah you, you have those skills yeah maybe having the own coffee shop or something where you just uh, drink coffee and chat around that'd be awesome so, Damn, what, would, what would you do if you, if you were working in volleyball um probably being an accountant <laughs> that's what i was before <laughs> i worked in volleyball so oh, <laughs> yeah. Change. yeah a little bit yeah and you louis yeah how about you louis? oh i did teacher maybe or a uh, oh nice as well yeah i don't know i have no idea something similar like i just like being around people and yes and i like feeding off other people's energy and, and learning and mm -hmm. i just probably don't. still in sport maybe in a different sport i mean you too probably do yeah you're doing a different sport as well right so it's cool to actually learn from different sport as well yeah i enjoy it i still enjoy coaching as well like i still find this oh yeah 
yeah, I love it. Like I enjoy this big puzzle of, of environments and it, it's something that like uh, actually ticks my brain more than the most things is, is the How's your frust frustration level with coaching? <laughs> it gets better as I get older. <laughs> 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 because you're getting more lazy and just lay back <laughs> yeah like a little bit over experience and, and understanding yeah people. for sure yeah. like when I, when I coached before like I, I didn't really quite know myself really and I mm -hmm. feel takes takes certain mistakes and journeys and yes that constant yeah, the, I think also the, um, the yeah the older the coaches get and there's more experience and there's more ideas they have and their own philosophy they're like developing out of different stuff their own philosophy they're really strong um coaches yeah you have to make you have to mess up at everything a few times right before you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah be the so, girl for everything <laughs> so laura we have a bit of a, a game here for you to play mm -hmm. a feature okay. so we're, we're we're creating the uh the perfect beach volleyball player oh okay and so the the rules are you can only pick one skill from one player And we have to kind of create this perfect player out of different skills. So, Oof. Uh, like sense? skills makes oh, is only like um, the playing the techniques or so pick one player's serve, one player's blocking. Ah, okay. And defense. only female. Uh, I go with only female. Otherwise, sure. it's yeah. it's too yeah. Okay, we can yeah. narrow it down only female. Okay, so first of all, which player's serve would you take when we're creating the perfect player? Uh, Kira. <laughs> Kira. Okay, nice. Starting off, starting off with a teammate. I like it. I like it. I think I would say a lot of Kiras. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it has to be a different, different player for each one. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. but yeah, um, Kiras. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait for it. Uh, you might have to use her in another yes. area. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Server, I would go with April Ross. Her serving is like because she can um, do both, like spike um, yeah. surf and float surf, and both are really good. So I go with April. Okay, smart. You're thinking ahead, though. I, I like that. I like that strategy. Uh, what about for passing? Oh, passing. I think passing is... Um, oh, gosh. There's so many good... Oh, I would say uh, Melissa. Melissa um, my, from Canada is really my country, good My country uh, fellow, fellow Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You're welcome to have us Canadian. All right, it's good. I just wanted at least one Canadian on there, so that's perfect. <laughs> the um, only Canadian living in Luxembourg, I reckon, as well. Yeah, there's, there's a few <laughs> of us. Yeah. There's probably half a dozen, I, I reckon. Rubbish. You would like, you'll go for uh, poutine and beers. <laughs> uh, <or> for, <laughs> no? I Why can't. did you go to Luxembourg, actually? Just sorry, but uh, it's not everyone's uh, choice straight away, no? <laughs> Uh, I'm like I'm working for the CEV, so I am because okay, yeah, yeah. To work, to work in our <laughs> okay, office, no. in our office here. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fair. It's a fair question. <laughs> I think a lot of people ask that actually. <laughs> They didn't ask you at school, like, where do you want to live when you? Ah, oh, Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> I think in school I didn't know that Luxembourg exists. No, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think a lot of people when I told them they were like. Oh, that's a, that's a city in Germany, right? Yeah. <laughs> a city in Europe. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, back to the perfect player. Um, which, mm -hmm. which player would you choose for setting? Uh, I go with... Um, uh, I take Larissa. Larissa was always a good setter. 
Nice. I mean, it makes it, it looked probably better because she was just hand setting that. That's why it was cool. <laughs> she was hand setting from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. If you can, you, you should. Um, what about for attacking? Attacking. Oh, I would go with somebody who is definitely good in both, like shooting and hitting. Yeah. And I can mix it up a lot. Um, I know someone, I know someone who's good at the, the, those things. Oh, I know somebody actually. Oh, she's amazing. Duda. Duda is amazing in both. She's like really young and still, and her jump looks so easy. And then she is like, you can't um, see if she's just shooting or um, hitting. And she even is having a look and knows where you stand. This is so ugly to defend. <laughs> It's good. I like how you're like picking people who can float serve and spin serve and also yeah. <laughs> picking uh, somebody, players who are good at everything. Okay. Then, yes, definitely. And uh, last, last skill on our perfect player, but blocking, which... Uh, easy. Hero. <laughs> there you go. Okay. You saved it to the end. Yeah, exactly. She's definitely, she's uh, outstanding in blocking. Um, is was will be probably i don't know but she is definitely um i think everybody was scared of her she could definitely do something with her height and um yeah knew how to switch about uh, when hitting or shooting and um yeah everybody was scared about her block so it was easy defending behind her actually oh don't don't say that <laughs> i'm afraid already how would how would that how would that feel playing against her uh probably uh, really strange yeah I, I can't really um, imagine it right now but I think I'm, I'm probably as also nervous <laughs> I'm just like don't serve me don't serve me I don't want to play against your block <laughs> like when you go into it's like when you go into that cafe and you see like your ex-girlfriend and yeah. Like, like, oh. uh, do, do I go and say hello or do, 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 do I go? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, would be difficult, but um, also would be nice to see her back in Beach Forever World because she's definitely an outstanding player. Sure. Well, there we have it. Woo! It's, it's That's a perfect, perfect player. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty um, good player, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, apart from your nod, apart from your nod in there. That's very uh, yeah. surprised. Oh, you didn't ask about the defender, though. <laughs> okay. So, defender, who would you pick? I'm not choosing me now. <laughs> um, I think I was always, I think I learned also, oh, that's difficult now because I have two in my head. But like Misty and Larissa, they were always like in, on their way. They were really cool um, players to watch defending. And then from both, I was actually um, learning and or um, like to watch. Like on Misty, it looked always so easy. And Larissa is yeah, also really good in reading. So um, yeah, can you put them together? <laughs> this is a super hybrid player. OK, perfect. <laughs> hybrid, but it's also your perfect player. So I guess it can be. Uh... It can be anything that you sure, want. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Thanks, Louis. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's that's the end of the trilogy. I'm going to call it the trilogy. Ooh, the trilogy. That sounds dramatic. Yeah. Thank you for thank you so much for coming on, and I, we obviously wish you nothing but absolute the best of everything, anything uh, in your journey of yeah thank being you. mum but coming Thanks, back and just. More like yeah. more nights like that in Rome, I think, is just for the whole community. Yes, that would be great. Yes.
if you can cross fingers for that, it was been perfect. <laughs> yeah, I hope we can start tournaments soon again. Or I mean, not soon, soon, but I mean, um, everybody's waiting definitely for yeah being back on tour. Three for our mystery guest. The first two, I think I can yeah rightfully say that none of us have a clue. Lara, is that correct? Let's yes, see what, no one. I have no idea. So next clue. What part of volleyball are you famous for? Is it defense, spiking, or blocking? Mm, spiking. I'm staying. I'm staying with my uh, answer from the previous episode, uh, which is yeah, Tanisiewicz. Well, yeah. Um, I'm. I'm. Uh, with this, I'm always with you. Then <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to throw another name into the ring. I think maybe uh, I'm going with uh, Louis, an another Serbian, but uh, Sreko Lizanac. Oh, he has won the Champions League. Okay. Oh my gosh. You definitely know more. Thank you. It's, it's been great. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor to do this. Um, for me as well. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And Dan, thanks very much for coming in. Sounds like you enjoyed yourself there, mate. Yeah, I mean, I learned so much on these and Laura, wow. Like, I mean, I think, I feel like I'm a better beach volleyball player now. <laughs> okay, let's try this out later on. Yeah, and then I'll go on the court and then it'll be. <laughs> can, we, can we be the What judge? are you doing? Yeah, can we be the one? Like, yeah, that, that's a big statement. That's a big statement. Yeah, make some videos about it and send it to us. I want to see as well. <laughs> exactly. Um, for you guys listening um, at home, thank you very much for the support. It's obviously a new podcast. Make sure you tell your friends and you just share it. This is here for the long haul and we have the world's best volleyballers coming on week in, week out. Just subscribe, tell your friends, send in some questions and just make sure that you're part of this podcast and it can grow as quickly as possible and help grow the game. Finally, for myself, Louis Lett, the A-Space and CV. This has been absolutely perfect. Thank you for listening and we look forward to having you along. I hope you enjoyed that episode of The A-Space. This is me, Thomas Russo, and I'll be co-hosting the podcast soon. So if you have anything you want to ask me or something you want us to chat about, please write to us on theaspace at cev.eu and we'll see if we can make it happen. For now, stay safe and we'll see each other on the other side.